Hello, you're listening to episode one of the Alt Brow podcast. We're going to be speaking with Ryan Hansen from the band's Wilderness Dream and Glacier Eater, also from the very well-known band Light This City. We talk on this episode about areas where music, specifically your more extreme varieties of music, can cross over into the beer and uh, other alcoholic beverage world, where they influence each other, where they uh, cross paths. Now, you're going to notice in the first 20 or so minutes, it's a little bit of a rough recording. We are in episode one. We're a little bit new to this, so we're working out the bugs. We promise you we're going to get those figured out for the next couple of episodes we've got planned. We want to thank Ryan for coming on. He's a regular over at the Creator Destructor Records podcast, and he helped us out with the mix and to actually save this episode from getting thrown away. So stay tuned. Thank you for listening, and we're going to have a lot of great episodes coming for you very soon. Oh yeah, it's it picked it up. All right, I might save. I might use some of that. So <laughs> yeah, just it's just good to have more material. Exactly. That's like when I'm writing parts. I just like I just hit record and just play for like half an hour, and it's just like I'll pick some stuff out of here to use. You know, exactly. <laughs> there's got to be something good in there. All right, so we're back, and uh, yeah, so this is Alt Brow. Episode one, what we're talking about is where um, music and beer crosses over. Um, some people may know, some people, most people won't know. I did 10 years as a concert promoter, and that goes back. Well, actually, we met before I was a concert promoter. That's right. Technically, but it definitely, I would say, uh, set up the precedence for our friendship. Yeah, so, that's right. So, uh, you know, to go from that field into beer, I thought it might be kind of an interesting episode one to do something similar, just on the general subject of beer crossing over into uh, music. And what I've found in a short couple of years is that there's a lot of uh, interaction and also similarities between the beer industry and the music industry. That's, yeah. So, um, let's uh, talk about some of your bands. Uh, right. Uh, I'm currently playing in a band called Glacier Eater, as well as a band called Wilderness Dream, um, formerly of bands like At Our Heels, um, Light the City, uh, most notably. But, um, yeah, me- heavy metal stuff. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so, we met when you, well, well let's see, I'm... In my mind, I'm still 27. I'm 31. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm 31, mm-hmm. and you are. I'm 27. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, it's because it's the age to be. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, I'm a lucky bastard. Thinking back to the golden uh, year. Exactly. <laughs> it just goes downhill from here. Right? Okay. So. <laughs> so, we met when I was the teacher's assistant in your guitar class at Hoover High School, Fresno, right. California, with dear Mr. Sheldon Schlesinger. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, and uh, I would, I have to say, cheers, we just toasted it on my very thin wine glass that don't actually make any kind of clinking noise. <laughs> uh, so we actually uh, met, and that class was... There was, did you, did you actually, you were one of the few people that actually took time to learn something. Yeah. Well, I was, well, that's the way that class works is if you were a guitar player that like 
enjoyed playing guitar or cared about guitar, then you could kind of skate. And that's, that's uh, yeah, that was like one of the my one of the first times where I'm like um, connected with like you and Justin and the whole metal scene. Uh, the guys you know from Light the City, Ben mm -hmm. from Creator Destructor Records, which you're kind of working. You're, yep. or, yeah, so yep. you're doing some work with uh, Creator Destructor. You're a regular on the Creator Destructor podcast. That's right. Yeah, and. Uh, yeah, it, it, <laughs> basically, yeah, the the big mess of networking that all that all happened there, and then uh, we also migrated to the Bay Area. That's right. Yeah, we went for greener pastures. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So, obviously, we we can talk about some of the business stuff of how you know beer can intersect with music, especially extreme music. And uh, by the way, Ryan's taking a look at the bottle of what we're drinking right now, which is beer to drink music to by Dogfish Head Brewing, which That's is right. actually a beer they made for Record Store Day. Nice. So it's pretty cool. It's Belgian triple. Mm -hmm. Pretty tasty. Yeah. I'm into it. Very tasty. And um, yeah, so that's one example. But uh, we also, I also want to talk about the role of uh, beer on the road, because I know you have some stories. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've, I've drunk a lot of it on the road. Exactly. <laughs> it has inspired many of your nights, I, I imagine. Yeah, definitely. Um, I had a, quite a few drunken nights on some tours <laughs> no, but that wasn't really strictly beer either no 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 it's it's you know any spirits wines right. beers right w whatever else have you i don't know what other categories there are you more you know more than i do yeah i suppose so <laughs> i guess those are the big three well there's also the non-liquid <laughs> variety oh yeah yeah that's so, right yeah yeah having you know <laughs> having a good time on the road yeah so having a smoke we can say it we're in california yeah, yeah right we smoke it's weed all school bro <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so now you are um, currently doing Glacier Eater, mm -hmm. and why don't you tell us a little bit about, like, about that band before we uh, start getting into some of the other stuff. You know, it's just, uh, I like to think of it as kind of a contemporary metal rather than put it in any kind of real subgenre, just because I, I draw a lot from all over uh, the, you know, heavy music spectrum, just because I, I hate being kind of trapped in one little corner, you know? Right. So it's like, we're definitely more along the lines of like a thrash or like a power metal band, you know, and it's very like upbeat and, uh, and very energetic and in at times but uh i don't i don't want to ever limit it to that so it's yeah like i said it's just kind of contemporary metal it's just like a lot of uh different elements of kind of where right. heavy music is today well we'll definitely <laughs> play a, a track off the record at the end of this podcast so people can you know uh take a listen so now have you, you've done uh you've worked with sponsors before correct mm -hmm. um usually like, guitar yeah, string endorsements endorsements yeah, right yeah. endorsements now um have you ever been you guys ever been approached by like a spirits company or a beer company in no, any of your projects unfortunately we we're always when we were doing like the city that was by far like the most uh, successful project that i've been a pro uh, part of and um we were trying to get on that whole Jaeger band train. Right. That, that like during those like mid two thousands, that was always the what was the that, big, that was the goal. The big like, Jaeger band was I mean know, Slayer, Slayer's the yeah, big one, Slayer, so. and then like uh, Black Dahlia, and right. you know I think uh, I think Darkest Hour was one for a while. Right. Like I think maybe Avenged Sevenfold. Any like successful like Ozfest or Warp Tour style band probably had Jaeger barking at, at their heels for yeah, a while yeah. by them so we were always <laughs> wanted to get a jaeger sponsorship right. uh, never really panned out <laughs> right now um 
there's also beers out there that have been, been collaboration beers with metal bands. I don't know if you've seen. Yeah, since the, the big boom. The yeah, beer boom. the big craft beer boom. Mm -hmm. um, so, uh, for example, Three Floyds out in, uh, not in Chicago proper, but in the general. I'm it's not sure in, what city they're technically Three in. Floyds is in uh, is in Indiana. Yes. Yeah, yeah. We, went, we went there on that uh, right. on that tour. It was very good. Yeah, so they uh, besides their metal-themed beers such as Dark Lord, mm -hmm. they also have done beers with um, a variety of metal bands, and they have, during Dark Lord Day, with their big annual release of that mm -hmm. beer, they actually have bands like uh, High on Fire come in and play. So Nice, I wasn't even aware of that. Yeah, That's so they're, they're definitely big proponents of the heavy metal scene. Um, and then you have uh, bands like, I believe... Um, well, No Effects has done a beer. No so in the punk scene, you've got No Effects. Against Me even did a beer. I didn't see theirs. I know Municipal Waste. That's right. I was going to yeah. say, those guys are big uh, beer fans. I yeah. mean, there's a video floating around of their drummer uh, going to, I think it's like a Whole Foods, and, and just nerding out <laughs> on the beer selection. It's nice. So there's beer collaborations. There's behemoth. sponsorships. Oh yeah, the behemoth. Yeah, yeah. behemoth is a great Just one. Just recently. Have you guys uh, ever considered doing a collaboration beer? Have you I that definitely that? would like to. All right. Uh, it's well. never uh, specifically come up, but right. It's you know we all drink a lot of beer. Right. <laughs> have you guys ever homebrewed? Have any of you ever homebrewed? I have not, and I don't think any of the Glacier guys have either. I I know a lot of people that have, and it's definitely uh, piqued my curiosity over the years, but I've just never had the time or you know for sure uh yeah at the time right <laughs> to do that do you have a, a favorite style of beer that you generally go for uh you know like american pale ales and stuff like that so, usually right so something on the hoppier side yeah. always more flavorful than your your typical like american lager yeah this definitely have some of that that bitter bitter hoppiness to it that, right that yeah Absolutely. chewy was chewy. I, it was, I remember good, yeah. the first time i was like drink getting into beer uh it was john frost actually there you shout go. out to john frost and uh, He's the, and he is the assistant winemaker at. Uh, I don't know where he works now. Oh, it's in Napa now. It's I know that. Come to me. Uh, well, I'll fill that in later on okay. the links on the on this episode. <laughs> yeah. Shout anyway, out to John Frost from uh, Light the City. John Frost from Light the City, and uh, yeah, we were we were drinking beer, and he was the first person to use that word to describe like uh, an IPA. I think we were drinking. And he was like, "Yeah, you see, you feel that like chewy flavor in your mouth." Like, and I was like, "Oh, <laughs> never that's good. never would have thought of that." Yeah, right? and it just yeah, I was like, "Whoa, that's." I think that was one of the first moments where I really started to pay attention to what I was tasting. Really. Right. <laughs> instead of just, yeah, I was like, beer, just, beer, beer, yeah, beer. getting the job done. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you ever want a homebrew, we'll, we can do a little homebrew session. We'll we'll post about it. That'd be great. I've had your stuff before, and it's it's wonderful. Yeah, I, I don't homebrew much, but yeah. I'm glad you've gotten to try some of it. Me too. Any shows coming up? Anything going on with Gl Glacier? Uh, we haven't we haven't any shows this uh, spring specifically. We're looking to do some stuff on the West Coast uh, with Wilderness Dream. So right. I'll, I'll be doing Double Duty and then uh, Death by Stereo. We're looking oh, to do right. some do some shows with them in June. So yeah, we're all still hashing out the dates right now, but that's looks like the next thing that's going on sounds great yeah it should be fun what, what are your thoughts on uh, you know we were talking about endorsements um do you feel like it can be a mutually um beneficial arrangement do you feel like there's sometimes where it doesn't work have you seen examples not just in alcohol but in general we're talking about endorsements or sponsorships do you feel like you've you've run across some ones that seemed a little 
a little silly or a little bit. Well, I mean, yeah, I've never seen it go too far, like it, too extreme in any, you know, weird or negative way. But like, um, when, when I first joined like the city, there was talk, I won't mention names cause it's kind of like yeah. whatever, but there was one guitar company that was like stringing us along essentially. That was like all just sell 10,000 records. Once you send sell 10,000 records, will you get a full endorsement and like just pays Right. kept telling us that every time we hit them up and then you know we got our sound scans one week and it was like 1052 or right. you know something and we like hit them up and they were like hey what about that thing and they just kind of shut us down they're like no nope, still artist discount so yeah. it ended up i don't know i think they kind of put that message out to a lot of bands just kind of i don't know so they can have their pick of the litter basically bit. yeah right. so i think i think there is some kind of weirdness to so the, the whole person that shows up with 15 exactly yeah. yeah something like that anyway we did end up getting hooked up through uh through ibanez with like the city uh that that was through like friends though that was through into eternity so and they were lovely uh i just got a new guitar through esp um and so they're the awesome awesome guys to work with and i'm i'm loving it Right. so far so only really good experiences on my behalf except for just like when i i just kind of look at it sideways like what were you really right what you know <laughs> right so um now you've always been all your bands have been independently released or or um, like smaller labels yeah right yeah. smaller labels now have these small labels had distribution maybe through something bigger like maybe like warner brothers or something like that uh, i don't know who prosthetic distributed through i'm not positive right. unfortunately so the only reason why i ask is because when you get into the beer game what i found was pretty similar was there are a lot of great independent breweries mm -hmm. but when you get to uh, a certain point where you want to get your beer on the shelf at some of the bigger stores just like if you were a band that wanted to get your mm -hmm. cd on the shelf at best buy yeah uh, you got to go through somebody with bigger distribution network that's right and you know you start having these other middlemen and other people you got to go through but it's it's for you kind of have to calculate how much you're willing to give up control of of, of your own product totally so that was one thing i picked up really quick uh, when I started hanging out in the beer scene a little bit more. Oh, yeah. It's still a creative medium. I love, uh, you know, not just the music-related um, collaboration beers, but just the, the art the art on the labels. I plan oh, on doing yeah. a show with uh, some, some uh, artists that do, like, labels. And so I imagine that's similar to when you, you know, you've got your music, then you're like, oh, I'm going to come up with the... Then you got to come up with an album cover, you know, right. your cover art, then you got to do T-shirt designs, you know, right. like four or five, you know, a tour or something. Right. If you're if you're a full-time band or something like that, you always got to have, like, fresh designs because you can come back to the same city two months later, but, like, you're not going to sell anything unless you have new stuff to sell. Right. So, yeah, I mean, I like the the artwork of the beer world is always very intriguing to me because like design plays such a huge factor in your selection right basically do you have a specific beer you're usually drinking in the studio i, I wonder um my <laughs> my general go-to beer is uh sierra nevada pale ale but out of a can strictly since strictly out of a since can. they've gone to the cans it's like it's unreal it's like it's so consistent and it's just just kind of perfect every time it's not not too much not too little it's just that kind of comfort zone kind of you, you know what i mean it's like it's just good. Now you gotta go with those tall cans, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, they have the they have the pints and they have the regulars. But yeah, the, but why go regular? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's not if I can get four extra here. ounces out of it, come on. Damn right. Yeah, I'm a tall man. 
<laughs> Keep it tall, Cam. Road stories. I do want to, like I said, I know that there's some, I've heard some stuff from uh, some of your bandmates. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'll, 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 okay, I'll start with one. And it's specifically beer related, if you have something okay. beer related. Um, when I was doing merchandise for the Funeral Pyre, mm-hmm. we were playing in uh, Texas. I forget which city. It's right across from Juarez, Mexico. It's like El Paso. Yeah, I think, believe, yeah, it was El Paso. Where our, you know the bartenders there told us, oh yeah, people get drunk here and wake up in Juarez because <laughs> there's no wall. Yeah. It was just a dry uh, uh, like canal. Mm-hmm. I, this is the first tour I've ever been on with a band. I'm doing merchandise and like kind of tour managing you know, informally. The the merchandise area was outside on a patio away from the you know where the stage was sitting there by myself. What venue was this, by the way? I don't remember. Okay. <laughs> all I know is Dollar Lone Stars all night. Okay. Well, that's 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 the entire state of Texas. Yeah. Okay. There you go. <laughs> and there was this guy who was sitting on that patio, like you know, enjoying the background noise of the bands of the metal bands, but really he was just there to drink. Mm-hmm. And he starts slowly coming over and hanging out and talking. And then by the end of the night, I find out that he had just gotten out of prison that week. Oh. And he just is the fact that anybody is listening to him right now. He's buying, and it's not like it was costing him a lot, but he was buying me beers all night. Yeah. Yeah. Those dollar <laughs> loan stars. And I don't remember the end of the night. <laughs> I I I remember uh, a a cop's flashlight in my face when I'm on the floor of the van. (laughs) Yeah, and there's empty (laughs) Lone Star bottles all around me, (laughs) and um and we were crossing the border into somewhere and not out of the U.S. just a a state border, uh, and he just looks around and says, "Okay, you guys have a good night." Didn't even care that I was you know, and what we found out was that the that the tour we the album we were touring on we only had one box of the of that record mm-hmm. for the first week of the tour, um, this is the second day and I left all the CDs at that venue <laughs> probably with that dude. That's so, pretty good. Yeah, that's a, that's so, a and, it, and the funeral fires never let me live it down. <laughs> yeah, every time you leave a venue, you say, hey, don't forget, don't forget the CDs, <laughs> don't forget yeah. the CDs again. Uh, yeah, totally. Uh, with the funeral fires. Specifically, I remember going to. It was my first time in Las Vegas, and oh, I already know this story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we played in Victorville the night before, and if you don't know where Victorville is, look at a map and you'll understand the vibe of that town. It's just this weird little desert town between LA and Vegas. And anyway, so we finished the show there and decided to just go straight to Vegas because we could get there by 3 a.m. Hit the casinos, what have you. And uh, yeah, we all go out. We're all gambling, whatnot. We all, you know, hours and hours the sun has come up and we all crash out wake up at this point the funeral pyres guitar player jimmy joyce is just lost on the strip somewhere we just keep getting calls from random cell phone numbers just like i'm at this casino now and <laughs> i'm at this because you know he's like now i'm at the at the palms or now i'm at you know caesar's palace it's just yeah. yeah he for some all reason he's just place. wandering the strip and you keep yeah. telling him to stay stay, in what, stay put man and he just won't listen and uh we end up finding him i think it was at the flamingo we i want to say we found him and he just had this like gallon jug of water and he was just sitting on the steps of this casino just i don't know how much he had i heard he was slumped over in like a parking garage bench yeah steps or something like that he he just went stacked good times yeah we love you jimmy joyce (laughs) james joyce (laughs) the third yeah i mean there's that uh, I don't know. Drinking on tour, man, it, it, it gets wild Kinda, sometimes. It, it's it's all a blur, really. Yeah, there were 
The last really, really rough night I had was in uh, Chico, California. We played a show, and uh, at the end of the night, this wasn't even beer-related. For some reason, I thought it wise to just buy myself a fifth of Jameson and just sip on that for the whole night, and so I killed it. And uh, <laughs> at the, we were, ended up at this punk house we just you know crashed at, and so we were all up partying and whatnot, and then after I killed my bottle, I was done for needed a place to crash found a bed and then apparently this is this is the story that i'm told because i was completely blacked out is that the owners of the house came into their room and found me in their bed <laughs> and came out to the living room and were like hey guys your uh your singer is asleep in my bed and they tried to like you know wake me up right and i just my only reaction was to just be like no this is my bed i live here i just, just i was so a whiny convinced girl yeah like, and, whiny <laughs> four-year-old school <laughs> exactly and then when they no. finally when they finally got me up i just kind of i don't know where i am and then they <laughs> carried me out to the couch and, sounds about right yeah but i'll fall asleep in your bed don't let me stay at your house <laughs> yeah as he says this as we're sitting in my living room yeah. right now yeah let's talk about some of the beer options you have from state to state mm -hmm. now you, you we talked about lone star that's right are, are we, there are there any other states that you're specifically kind of like font like is there a beer that like when you go to the state you're like oh i'm gonna get that beer oh totally when i get to the east coast it's all like yingling and then uh when i get to like the northwest it's just like rainier it's like they're they're crappy beers they're just like not crappy just you know cheaper you know yeah. domestic it's the, it's the it's the local beer yeah it's the local you know working man's beer and yeah. and so I, I get a little bit excited just to have like a different package it's not like you can't find yingling here it's like it's 2016 you can right. get it <laughs> but i don't want it here i want it when i'm in pennsylvania or whatever you know right it's now, just a special when you play uh you've played a few festivals in your day yeah now, have you had uh, seen any beer sponsor like big beer tents? I know I've heard some stories about some bands getting. I know that you know you're talking about Jaeger bands. There's mm -hmm. the famous story uh, th that uh, Ephraim from Death by Sarah tells about the um, hanging out at the Jaeger uh, bus or so, whatever it is. Where yeah. they have like shot after shot. <laughs> yeah. Have you have you been fortunate enough to have any uh, good, good breweries at festivals take care of you? Like you know get hooked up with some beer. Well, I mean uh, the last festival. It was Fest in Florida, and that's I think the whole thing is sponsored by Pabst, yeah, essentially. Yeah, and so there's Pabst everywhere, and there's other stuff too. But it's it's hard not to get swept up in that like mode of just like, all right, just give me another one because you yeah. can just that's the kind of the point of it is that you can just drink it all day, right? But this year, or you know, last year, technically 2015, was the first year that they had released um, Not Your Father's Root, root beer. beer, yeah, which is made by the same yeah, people, same, same company. and so I was just I was really excited about that getting all sugar high <laughs> i was just gonna say man the, the sugar content it's not gonna do it for me yeah well i was just really excited to drink alcoholic root beer i think that's right. that's the whole novelty yeah i think so <laughs> uh i mean other than that like i don't know about other sponsored beers i mean iron maiden has their own beer that they bring oh, to oh, their shows get to that okay that's the next beer. Oh my goodness! Did yeah. I just pull that out of thin you just, air? You did. You really did. You didn't <laughs> even look in my fridge. I didn't. Yeah. Before we get to that one, what do you think of this one? This is uh, like I said, Dogfish Heads Triple Belgian. Yes, beer to drink music to. Belgian triple, uh, Belgian style triple, nine uh, percent. It says a Belgian style ale brewed with sweet orange peel, green cardamom, peppercorns, and vanilla. I can taste the cardamom. Are you into Belgian beers much? A little bit. 
it, they're a little bit sweet for my taste. Yeah, generally. you were saying earlier you like something a little bit hoppier. Yeah, yeah. But so like, but I like them when they have that uh, element of spice to it. Like, like you said, right. the, the cardamom. I was like, oh, there. It is. Yeah, that's what yeah, I. That's, that's the flavor was. I was finding. <laughs> so we're gonna do an episode at some point with uh, Belgian, and as you can see, I have that giant um, yeah. Saint Bernardist uh, Magnum mm-hmm. bottle. That's um, their Belgian quad mm-hmm. aged in oak, and then. Uh, cellared for three years yeah so. see the thing about belgian quads that's weird is that like th- they usually end up being way darker and, and yeah 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 so, so when so, you go past the triple for well, some reason well, i'm back actually, on board but what's funny is so the belgian styles uh there's a single or a table beer mm-hmm. is light a double or double is like amber dark amber mm-hmm. a triple is light again and mm-hmm. a quad is dark again <laughs> so there's seems intentionally confusing sense. but <laughs> okay now this fucking monks yeah goddamn <laughs> just playing right. tricks on us we're gonna get into uh, trooper by uh well i don't even remember the brewery I just, robinson oh you already you know your shit i have a t-shirt <laughs> <laughs> all right i'll be right back home and since you're not our michael just tell the story i was at uh beer revolution here in oakland california and uh it was the day that trooper beer first showed up they they got the kegs and they got like you know like their little goodie bag stuff with it and it was like a box full of t-shirts and koozies and um coasters and stuff like that and like i was at the you know i I was still a long hair at the time and i was sitting at the bar and like the girl that received all the stuff just kind of like looked at the stuff in the box looked up at me and just threw me a trooper beer shirt that was probably becca the owner (laughs) i think so yeah (laughs) she was just like yep you 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 need this (laughs) so have you tried this beer before i have it's it's i had it both there that day and then also um uh the last time i saw iron maiden all right, on the back it says, Onward, onward, rode the 600. The charge of the Light Brigade, which inspired the Iron Maiden song, The Trooper, took place at the Battle of Balaclava, 1854, during the Crimean War when 600 British cavalry courageously charged the massed Russian artillery. This gallant but foolhardy assault resulted in a massive loss of life and came about due to a misunderstanding of an order given by the commanding officer, Lord Raglan. Trooper is a British, uh, premium British beer inspired by Iron Maiden, handcrafted at Robinson's Brewery. Being a real ale enthusiast, vocalist Bruce Dickinson has developed a beer which has true depth of character, malt flavors, and citric notes from a unique blend of Bobek, Goldings, and Cascade Hobbits dominate this deep golden ale. So I'm guessing this would kind of fall in the category of maybe an English IPA or uh, extra special bitters ale. Yeah, I would put it more in ESP category if my memory is serving me correctly i have not had this one yet so bought this over at where did i get this one yeah bought this one and the next beer at the healthy spirits on castro and i bought our first beer at the healthy spirits on Cortland. okay now three locations i recommend them those are all three in san francisco cheers all right let's try another low pitch cheers (laughs) yeah i need to get some better like I'm just going to have a sound effect. Cling. Yeah. So yeah, that's good. good. <laughs> it should be obviously a sound effect. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we layered it on top with like reverb. And yeah, right. <laughs> <I'll> just... <laughs> Ping. <laughs> Perfect cheer. Yeah, I'm feeling this beer. I mean, it's an easy it's, drinking. Exactly, it's very drinkable. It's, that's yeah. It's perfect for an Iron Maiden show. Yeah, right. Exactly. If you're going to be standing outside for three hours, yeah. you should they, have a beer They get like the this. benefit of the doubt not making something that was too pale mm-hmm. looking. You're not your American lagers or anything. Yep. But uh, a little bit of hop character. Yeah, it's, it's perfect <laughs> perfect for a maiden show. Mm-hmm. I think now let's see if you can guess 
the next beer. I know it's still early. We're drinking <laughs> this one, but I just I I was really impressed by the fact that you oh that just came up because <laughs> your experience at Beer Revolution. <laughs> yeah, well, no, it came up because uh, what's it called? Uh, banned beers and you know think sponsored right, beers right, at festivals right, and right. stuff like that. And that's where that's where we were. Yeah, at. so I actually had the No Effects beer this mm-hmm. year at well, see again last year, 2015. <laughs> it's now 2016. Yep. Um, it's Fat sweet. Records. Fat Records did their anniversary show outside of the Parkside in San Francisco. Is that 30 years? 25 or 30. 25. I think it was 25. 25, so 90. Yeah, and they uh, they did their all outdoor event, No Effects, of course, played. Mm-hmm. And I forget the name of the brewery. Mm-hmm. I could look it up. Um, but basically, they just did their uh, a pretty standard IPA. Okay. It wasn't, I don't think Fat Mike or anybody went over there and worked on a recipe. Um, <laughs> he doesn't seem like the kind of guy. <laughs> well. Not that I know him personally. but Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't, I'm not sure how much of a beer drinker he is. I, I know he's a vodka guy. Yeah. So that's what I hear. We gotta try that 50 cent vodka. You know, that, yeah. I should try that one. I try to stay away from clear liquors because they make my stomach hurt. <laughs> I can't do it anymore. The that's, hang, that's the hangovers are not as bad. Are you? A, no, but you're just a whiskey guy. Or? Yeah, whiskey generally, or or like a dark like spiced rum. Even though that's a lot of sugar. That is a lot of sugar. But then you're also the guy that drinks not your dad's root beer. So clearly, yeah, exactly. There's it's not an issue. For it's you. not a sugar issue all the way, but. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I think it was just enough like rough experiences with clear liquors that I um, I try to stay away from them now. You I can't are a absolutely road dog. Yeah, absolutely cannot drink tequila because <laughs> I'll get in a fight. That's just a fact of life. Note to self. And I'm not like a tough guy, so I just drink tequila and get my ass kicked. That's that's oh, all that come happens. On. <laughs> Another Jimmy Joyce story just came to mind. Him, really? tr- anytime he tries to be tough, it ends up badly for him. I okay. Just going back to the funeral fire, I remember drinking tequila in texas with john strawn and him puking three different colors in, <laughs> in one session <laughs> yeah yep it, uh, it was like a mexican flag it was like it was like green and then clear and then red <laughs> all right we're gonna tag john in on this one yeah i got text messaged yesterday by uh adam from funeral pyre about mm-hmm. the time that i choke slammed jimmy out of the van <laughs> That was a hungover Jimmy. That wasn't yeah. a drunk Jimmy. He was okay. recovering, but he, but he <laughs> just he, don't he didn't look. It. He didn't like how I looked at him, <laughs> and he said something to me, and he started. Then he started swinging on me. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm sure. We love you, Jimmy. Yeah. <laughs> so he's not the same guy anymore. No, uh, but we should well, say that. It, it sounds like we're, we're painting him coming from like, another person who cut their hair. Monster. Yeah, yeah. He's like a dad now. Yeah, and, he is a dad. Two. He's got two. Oh kids. my gosh. Where? That sounds like a horrible idea. <laughs> Tamara, my wife's in the room. Do you want to try this beer? This is a my wife. My wife. This is a Trooper Iron Maiden beer. What do you think of the Dogfish beer? She said it's good. Let's see what she thinks of this one. I like this more. <laughs> she likes it more. In your <laughs> oh, face, Dogfish. Take head. that. <laughs> you are now a Maiden fan. Yep, you've been demoted. <laughs> All right, so if you were going to brew a beer, what would you brew? What's your, I mean, you said you like your pale ales. Yeah, it would be like a pale or like an IPA or something like that. Can you like throw that. anything funky in it? Mm, I mean, something I like I like things with spices in them. Too. Okay. So it, like, I like the, the IPAs that have a little bit of uh, these spices in them. Like the, I've had ones that have, like, cayenne. Okay. And uh, other other peppery All right. things. We can do... Uh, I'm doing, like, literally one-gallon batches. Okay. That's what I'm... So, I mean, it, it's a six-pack, basically, yeah. is what you're getting out of it. But it's enough to... To enjoy. Yeah. Yeah, I can uh, definitely put together uh, a recipe, and then if you want to throw in some spices. We can hang out one of these days, and I'll, yeah, put, man. I'll put my spices in. Yeah, throw in. your spices in. I'll throw my spices in. <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> uh, that's the other benefit of the mixer being up is that I can whisper in your 
Oh yeah, well, and the compression. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. So if you can't tell, the the audio quality just went up significantly because uh, <laughs> the computer uh, crashed a little. We restarted after Ryan took a look at my mixer and realized where I was being an idiot. So yeah, yeah. You, you got to be an idiot first before you can be good at anything. Well, yeah, man. Well, why do you think I had you for the first episode? Yeah, get all the rough this spots is out all of the way. Getting thrown out. Exactly. <laughs> so, <laughs> delete that. Delete, delete that. that. It's just it ends it's up me being, drinking beer. It ends up being a half an hour of just of your and microphone me, and, and me hitting the clink sound effect. <laughs> yeah. Clink, clink. That's right. <laughs> oh, it'll be good. Takes about the same time amount of time, amount of time to learn how to uh, play guitar as to brew beer that's why i'm not a professional brewer because yeah. my beer still tastes pretty shitty oh, oh i, no, I no. wouldn't say that well i but appreciate i'm it. not like a critic though I'm, I'm pretty open like i just was talking about how much i loved rainier a yeah ago. <laughs> i was like yeah no offense rainier if you want to sponsor the show yeah yeah <laughs> we love you what, what beer would you do as if you were to do a band beer not a, not a hollywood hansen okay beer. like if it was a wilderness tree yeah beer, it would definitely be something pretty dark Dark, okay. dark, and uh, and and heavy. You All know, right. uh, definitely some, maybe like smoky, like a, like like a really like an imperial porter or something like that. Like if, okay, like if you smoked it, smoked it somehow, smoked it, smoked the malts. Does that yeah, you smoke? No, that's really a thing. I, yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know which part of it gets smoked, but it, it, it's the malts. It's the malts. Yeah, yes, so in uh, it's from Germany, from Bamberg. They, it's a uh, Rauch beer, smoked okay. beer. Yeah. So I'm I'm surprised that uh, I, not, municipal waste did a beer and it wasn't. A rock beer because they don't they have a lyric that says smoke beer. I think yeah, yeah. I think they do, yeah. <laughs> That's not the style of beer they did. No, I don't think. But yeah, just definitely on the like the vibe of the band, it would definitely be like right. uh, like a dark smoky dark, type smoky. of. I can get into it. Mysterious smoked porter of but, some sort, but strong. Like it should be. It should have like a plenty of alcohol. Gotcha. Content. And your spice, your and, handful of and, spice. And some hand, some spice I'm, I'm imagining you like uh, Dale from uh, King of the Hill with the pocket sand. Yeah. <laughs> and you just got pocket <laughs> spice. <laughs> yeah, just throwing it around in people's faces. Yeah. I like to imagine at all times that I have a little satchel, satchel full of judgment <laughs> here. And I like to, I like to just pull Spring, from Sprinkle it. some judgment on it. Yeah. It's good. If somebody does something. It's not just... quite like pixie dust, but pretty close. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it doesn't make does. you fly. It makes you just sink into the ground. Exactly. Yeah. And crawl up into a fetal position yeah see what's funny about uh if say if like glacier was to do a beer is that actually all the working titles of our songs when we wrote them at first were just named after the beer i was drinking at the time when i wrote the first part okay you know so like i wrote a part so and, and i'm drinking sierra yeah they're, they're they're sierra pale is something that didn't end up on the album but like you know like uh gonzo is a flying dog uh beer and then uh lagunitas is one of them that like okay. they, it was just called it was it was ipa but lagunitas is uh the bonus track on our album okay that's like so every once in a while like on stage we'll just kind of call this each one's... other by the beer names we'll be like hey play bison real quick <laughs> that's, and that's bison <laughs> yeah, out of organic, berkeley yeah, yeah yeah just uh so because yeah i'd just be drinking whatever beer write a riff and it's like what i'm you know what am i gonna call this and so it just became a tradition <laughs> there you go keep up keep it up man yeah and you've gotten away from the the question I asked you, which is uh, to predict the next beer. Oh yeah, see, I've been avoiding it because, like I said, the other prediction was so spot on and, and randomly <laughs> get you lined up. We're going is, darker. We're going darker. So yeah, we started with a light colored That's triple. Right. Now we got this yeah, kind of amber colored extra special bitter. How about we take a break? And we actually play a track from one of your bands, which who would you like to hear from? We're going to finish with Glaciator. Okay. And then, then you we'll, want to we'll, do some uh, Let's do a, a, a Willie D song. Willie we, D. We call it Willie D. All right. For sure. Which you song? should too. <laughs> I like it. Wild D. Yeah. Okay. I like Wild D. Yeah. Wait, that sounds bad. Wild D. 
do some of that wild D. Uh, <laughs> now it's a hip hop song. Yeah. Well, because we, I talked about it being like a smoky beer. Let's do the song Fire Breather. Okay, got it. So, what you're going to listen to is Fire Breather from Wild D. I mean, Wilderness Stream. <laughs> we'll be back and see if uh, Ryan can figure out the uh, beer.
right, we're back. That was Fire Breather from Wild D, Wilderness Dream. And uh, I want to make sure that we're back when I bust out this third beer because I think someone like Ryan here is going to appreciate it. Any, any guesses before, as I'm grabbing We're it? going dark. Um, I don't know how dark we're going. I mean, Pretty dark. Is Real dark. The blackest black times infinity. Oh, it's a 1349 beer. I've seen this. That's great. Yeah, 1349. Do you want to explain? Oh, I know a little bit about them because I'm I'm only a little bit into black metal, but they're just basically one of the gnarliest fucking live shows that you can see these days that you're going to get some animal guts on you. And (laughs) (laughs) just... Because they're just doing that, so so this beer was so brewed. vegans beware. <laughs> yeah, this beer was brewed by Surly Brewing and Lurvig, which is in Norway. Mm-hmm. And thirteen forty nine, the name of the band, but also the year of the plague. Yep. So it gives you an idea for how dark these guys are trying to go. I have oh, another, it's like syrup. By the way, too. I have another bottle because it's yeah, bought two of these. Oh yeah. Super. Yeah, it is a little bit motor oil. Yep. Kind <laughs> of vibe on it. Ooh, it's very heavy. Very syrupy. Got, got some coffee in there. Yeah, very syrupy. Has that chewy? Re- yeah, <laughs> chewy. Well, no, not so much chewy. It has that residual like coating in your mouth. Oh like, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. just no. there. It's like motor oil, man. Yeah. When I said I was going dark, that's what I meant. Pretty very, rad label. Very dark. Yeah. It's good. All I've right. only had the only other beer, the only beers I've had from Norway have been like real dark beers. Is that yeah. like is that a thing? In so, I don't know. Well, uh, the brewing traditions are different. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do use more spices. They use more. Uh, they just seem a lot more uh, rustic. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it's honestly the area of beer that I'm probably most interested in. Is there's a long history in in these Nordic countries, but they were never um, brewing powerhouses worldwide. So they mm-hmm. never had to develop these really. Um, fine-tuned or really, I mean, not to say they weren't fine-tuned, but these these mass appeal beers. Oh, yeah. They could be really specialized beers. Well, I remember somebody telling me that that about, um, like, lighter American beers, like take a Budweiser or, a, you know, a Pabst or whatever. Right. And that it's it's actually harder to keep that quality consistent Yeah, right. at, at the volumes that they make. Yeah. It, it, it is kind of impressive. It's really <laughs> easy to shit on the big beer uh, companies out there, but they actually know so much more about um, product stability, shelf stability. And for home brewers, that's actually one of the harder styles to brew. Mm-hmm. It is a very clean tasting, consistent uh, lager. Yeah. Um, because lagering, like when, you, when, you're, when you're brewing a lager, the yeast you use ferments at a lower temperature and it puts off less um, what they call phenols and esters, which are fermentation byproducts. Mm-hmm. And basically, there's nothing to hide flaws. Mm-hmm. Also, they're low hopped. Again, nothing to hide flaws. Also, they don't use dark grains. So when you add dark, rich, flavorful grains, big, juicy, dank hops, and yeast that ferments at a more manageable temperature, uh, so you're talking about the most difficult yeast, mm-hmm. the most blank um, kind of blank canvas grain bill and hop bill you really you really have to be have a clean fermentation hmm. and so for homebrewers it's actually like the hardest yeah. thing to brew <laughs> so yeah I, I couldn't help once again i mean if this whole podcast is kind of about drawing uh parallels between things it's like a clean electric guitar tone you know what i mean right. where you just hear every, every little nuance of your fingers yeah the and, more you crunch it up the more stuff you add on top of it the more you know yeah, you can hide behind distortion real easy and so like right. that's the thing about you know metal players and shredders we all seem pretty impressive but you know <laughs> we're, we're run through you know a compressor and a gate and, and is that and why you feel 
distortions like, and things. Is that why so many metal guitar players really have like a lot of respect for like jazz players and Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's because they're not hiding anything. They're not hiding anything. And also it's the thing about like jazz playing too is that it's uh it's it's a little bit based in improv like the entire time even if you may have like written a song there's always room in jazz to like you know change things one way or the other it's not so rehearsed it's very free-flowing and it should it should represent you you uh, know you're basically getting from a to z mm -hmm. but all the things in the middle like you know where a starts and where z finishes as long and you can within a range within a scale you can get into some you know yeah and it's also playing with the empty spaces exactly right Mm -hmm. so um when you're brewing beer it's interesting what you can improv on a on a beer recipe as well. Yeah. Because, and but if you really want to get into the uh, improv beers, you start looking at your Belgian saisons and your rustic farmhouse ales because it was literally uh, beer was brewed at the end of harvest and you were about to uh, go into winter. So winter made better fermentation temperatures, mm-hmm. and you used what you had left after you had already consumed whatever you grew on your farm so whatever spices or grains or whatever you had you Mm -hmm. made beer with that yeah during a easier time to brew (laughs) so yeah that's real like you know yeah probably the most all over the map style is like a saison okay yeah nice well, yeah, that's I, I definitely I, I give saisons a shot all the time. Yeah, Every time, like, not not hoppy enough for you, right? Nah, <laughs> but if I'm if I'm in a place like a beer revolution or a, a good beer bar or something, right. I have something like, hey, let me give that a shot. Like, just because right. I'm always curious. That's right. you know, it might. That's one of the benefits of beer bars that you can kind of go and explore different flavors and 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 uh, profiles and exactly. things like that. And, not get stuck in, you know, the five beer option that you get at a normal bar. Right. <laughs> and you're like, well, I like this one. What's your favorite, as far as you, have you been to a lot of breweries? You've been to a couple of breweries on tour? I well? have, yeah. So what's been your favorite experience so far my, at, a, at a brewery? My favorite brewery, um, as far as, it both, like, I, I love their beers and also just like the environment of their of their brew pub that they have is uh, Stones Brewery in, uh, in Escondido. Escondido. Yeah. The, the nice one with like the big garden mm-hmm. in the backyard. Oh, it's just gorgeous. I don't know if it's still on the menu, but you have to get the uh, charred leek uh, pasta. Oh. It's real good. I didn't eat any food when I was there. Yeah. <laughs> I was, well, I was liquid, just drinking. Liquid bread. Exactly. But yeah, it's, it's it's just a gorgeous, like, you know, you could just have a beer and like take a half an hour walk around the grounds that they have back there. It's just, a, it's like a cool little park right. or like a, you know, Japanese garden or something, Absolutely. you know, it's just, it's very relaxed and, and very interesting. It seems like they have like events back there too. Like there's weddings yeah. and stuff maybe. I think yeah. so. But yeah, that's definitely my favorite, uh, location that right. I've been to. I always try to stop into a uh, Rubicon when I'm in Sacramento. Uh, Sacramento. Yeah. yeah they've got, sure. they've got some good stuff and it's right down the street from my dad's house. Ah, so, there you go. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's a good environment and just, cause it's really small too. They're not really trying to do much beyond their, brew pub like you can find they're it in some soap, stores yeah. but like they're just not really it's yeah not it's, i mean they have distribution i think in northern california you can get some of their beers mm-hmm. um yeah have you ever actually played at a brewery there are some breweries popping up with stages and amphitheaters i have not yet does that sound something you'd be interested no, totally, in? Yeah. Now the the question is, can you find a, a place that's going to let a metal band like Glacier Eater <laughs> come play? Uh, that's the yeah. We're not the most marketable or you know palatable for <laughs> for every listener or drinker at the, at the moment. What are you thinking about this beer right now? That that's kind of warmed up a little bit. I like it a lot. I definitely like the coffee aspects of it. That's. Have you guys ever played in? Or have you ever played in uh, Norway? No, I haven't been to Europe. I haven't been to Europe yet. No, nope. only sh- around the states and Canada and Mexico. Okay. Yeah, I would love to go to Norway, especially Nor- right. Norway, Sweden, Denmark. It's the land of my people. Fa- <laughs> <laughs> Favorite bands uh, coming from Europe that you're really uh, into? 
from Norway. I mean, Cloud Attack, uh, they've been a recent good one that's come out of there. Um, yeah, for me, it's all like the classic stuff, you know, right. Sweden, Finland, you know, like In Flames, Dark Tranquility, uh, The Haunted at the Gates, you know, Children of Bodom. Right. I've always loved them. I've always actually been more into the Finnish scene uh, than, than the Swedish scene. Like, yeah, Children of Bodom, Kalma. Okay. Winter Sun, those kinds of bands. That now I'm trying to think. <laughs> keyboard <of> metal. <laughs> That's I like to. Before I get into a big conversation with anybody about metal, I like to preface it with like, let me just warn you, like I like keyboard metal. Like so, just whatever opinions you have might not align with mine. <laughs> right. At least you're open to it. Yeah, yeah. Although you haven't been in a band with keyboards yet. Uh, no, actually, I mean, in in that first band that you met me in in Rithin. Oh, uh, that's right. With Rhythm. Justin, there I we did have a keyboard player for a short spell, just yeah, just right. for a little bit. Do you have any rhythm tracks we can play later? <laughs> nah, I don't know. I don't even. I don't have any of those. I don't have anything files from Nick anymore. Oh, oh well. Not even Robot Diarrhea. You can't even find that oh, sample. Oh, you dropped it. <laughs> yes, we had a song called Robot Diarrhea. But uh, that's pretty much what all of our songs sounded like. <laughs> that was the point. Yeah, that's so, right. Can you think of any beer-related lyrics? There's plenty in the punk world. You've totally. got bands like Fear doing a whole album called More Beer. They mm-hmm. have a, a song called Bud Club. B u d c l u b Bud Club. Yep. Yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I mean, yeah, like a Corpaclani once again out of uh, out of Finland. Uh, they had a song on one of the records called "Beer Beer," and it was just like a it was just like a beer anthem. chanting anthem song. Yeah, beer the, hall. The chorus was just "Beer Beer." I want beer from beer. I get very drunk. Give me beer so much I pass out. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Yeah, and the, I think the verses are just like from morning to evening and evening to morning. I want to drink something stronger than a man. <laughs> and from yeah. I I've since I saw it when I was a kid. I always still wanted to have like the the sticker like James Hetfield had on his guitar that just said "More Beer." There you go. <laughs> yeah, that's actually a name of a homebrew shop in uh, the Bay Area, so you should be able to find a sticker. It won't be the sticker necessarily, but oh, it'll yeah. be a sticker that says "More Beer." Well, I, I didn't even know that. I'll try and grab you. You, one you next are month schooling there. me on Metallica right now. <laughs> I don't think he was necessary. If we find out that James Hetfield is a homebrewer. Oh no, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, I don't think he. I don't think that was his brewery. Well, he probably he, knew well, them, considering though. he doesn't drink now. Oh yeah, well they they were definitely in, up in the Berkeley scene, so I think right. that was the connection could've, there. Yeah, could have been, maybe yeah. he was. Yeah. They lived in Berkeley all through the eighties. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna book a little homebrew date. Yes. That's the plan. We're gonna go to Oak Barrel on San Pablo. Okay, we're gonna go pick up some stuff. Where we, Oak San Pablo and what? It's called. Uh, I don't remember the cross street. Okay, I don't know. Near, not too far from Gilman. Okay, and, that was uh, way up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're gonna uh, go down there pick up. Enough to do a couple pounds of grain to do a one-gallon batch. And uh, we're going to do... Now, are we going to do a Hollywood Hansen beer? Are we going to do a Glacier Eater beer? <laughs> or are we going to do a Wild D Wilderness Dream beer? Uh, I don't know. But here's a little thing about what a, what a Glacier Eater beer would be. It would, it would need to be something very, like crisp and refreshing okay. for the like the ice kind of vibe right. that we have in a lot of our uh, imagery right. and things like that. Um. I mean, it might need to be like an like a crisp. Like, well, lucky for you, I only make beers with keyboards. Uh. So yeah, <laughs> I buy a cheap Casio, chop it up, throw it in there. <laughs> you can do like a session IPA, mm-hmm. like something that has a little bit of hops. Um, you know, there's a lot of breweries coming out with those. Lagunitas Daytime, the Twenty uh, First Amendment, um, ooh, Down to Earth, Down uh, to Earth, the yeah. New Belgium Slow Ride. Those oh, are all and, examples. Uh, and, uh, Stones, uh, uh, good, good to go. To- uh, I think it's. I don't remember what one that what that one's called, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it tastes like sculpin light. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way that we always talk. There about you it. go. Yeah, we got some sculpin light. Yeah. I think it's called Good to Go IPA. No, it's sculpin light. Sculpin light. Yeah. Everyone's every single beer drinker is gonna hear this and call it sculpin light from now on. 
Very cool. Well, <laughs> I think what we're going to do is wrap it up, and we're going to uh, play a song from uh, Glaciator. Do you have a specific song you want us to play? Yeah, let's um, let's play Silence. Silence. All right. Ryan, thank you so much for coming. Thank we- you for having me. Thank you for the beer. Yeah. Did you enjoy those? All three. Fantastic. 1349. And we got another one of those to drink, so. The Trooper beer and, and no, music to drink. No, beer to drink, drink music, music too. too. There That's you right. go. All right, so this was All Brow episode one. Few uh, a few hiccups, we'll get them fixed. Want to thank uh, Ryan for coming out, and uh, yeah, so we're gonna hear Glacier Eater the song one more time. Silence. Silence. Good night.